Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, this week, I want to go on a rant. I just want to kind of stir things up with the listeners, and and I want you to think about this seriously, about are you in the categories I'm going to talk about, and what I'm going to talk about today is emotional intelligence, emotional quotient, or lack thereof. Oh, the last little while, while I've run into individuals who have no idea about how their behavior is negatively affecting their credibility with everybody else in their space. And there seem to be some themes, and I just want to share some stories with you that our emotional intelligence, meaning being self-aware and emotionally gifted and able and talented to connect with others and to influence them and chat with them, highly influences our success rate. There was a study done by Travis Berry's company and said, you know what, 90 percent of top performers have high EQ. And the reality is the majority, over 60% of all the roles and responsibilities in terms of your success in your job, in your career, in your relationships, is based on your EQ. You know, so what if I can do data entry perfectly if I'm a toxic person in the workplace, if I am not connected to other people's needs, awares, or sort of their emotions and what's going on with them. And I just, I just want to rant because the social etiquette, the emotional quotient, the emotional intelligence just seems to have evaporated in uh, recent interactions out there in the marketplace. And I said, you know what, don't be one of these individuals. And it seems to, and I don't want to paint uh, a story cause, or like a brush onto a certain group, but there seems to be uh, a tendency for this to be around younger individuals. Now, maybe it's just maturity. Maybe it is that they're myopic and they're kind of uh, wrapped in their own, but it applies to all ages as far as how important being socially aware or awake. A couple of stories. A few years ago, well, I guess it's a while now, uh, my wife and I, Brenda, were invited to a friend's wedding. We went to the wedding, and the uh, couple, being younger, in their early 20s, they decided, the, um, the groom decided that he was going to have a couple of his best buddies be the MC for this wedding. What a absolute disaster. It was interesting how these individuals, they weren't even aware, they weren't conscious, that first of all, they were unprofessional. They had a mixed audience. Think about a wedding. You have the, the groom side, uh, and then you have the bride side, and you have grandpa and grandma, and then you have the young people's friends. And so you have a mixed audience. And when the MC started to share stories and pictures of the drunken uh, rages and ex- escapades, that these individuals had been on in their younger years in giving us every bit of detail of these events, everybody looked around and said, are we actually seeing this? Are we even, are we part of this right now? And what's interesting is that the MCs, 
these young people that were in their sort of early 20s had no consciousness, no awareness, no EQ, no EI, no, no, <laughs> no brain, quite frankly, that they were being completely inappropriate, that nobody liked what they were doing, and that they were completely off track. It was very, very unfortunate where these individuals completely ruined the wedding. You know, an MC is somebody to uh, encourage and be the leader and be an individual that sets the pace, but these people were the opposite. Another situation was very, very personal where my son uh, was at his high school graduation. Now, this is a few years ago. And an individual that came in who was a hired MC. Now, he was a comedian, and typically, they had another individual do the emceeing for the high school grad, which is a pretty big event at the school that my son, Tim, had gone to. However, he was unavailable the evening that they wanted to book him. And based on that owner's recommendation, they had somebody else come in to be the MC for that graduation. Again, it was almost like every single person in that room of nearly 500 were just crawling out of their skin where the jokes were inappropriate, the flow was inappropriate. In an MC of an event, their role, their responsibility is to focus on the event and not to make it about them. Well, this comedian decided to make it about him. It was a disaster. In fact, what was interesting is, even though I wanted to get up and do something, none of us got up and said anything that you are a disaster. Now, Again, here is this MC doing this job thinking that he actually is being like, that he's being appropriate, but he is completely disconnected. So are you aware of how you show up? Are you aware that you're being socially appropriate? Do you know how your behavior is being seen in the marketplace as you interact with others? And <laughs> I am just amazed at how many people are just oblivious to how their behavior is affecting themselves. They're eroding their credibility and say, you know what, you, you, are, you do not have any emotional intelligence. And, I, and the school, interesting enough, was so disappointed, they actually went back to the company that recommended it and said, listen, we, we want a refund. But that's not what they needed. They needed an MC that was appropriate. So those are professional situations. But what about other situations where you're just in a social environment? Do Are you paying attention? Are you awake and aware about how your behavior is affecting others? I remember going to an event, and the event had two or three sort of uh, different groups that had come together. In one of these groups, it was obvious that they knew each other fairly well. But what they did is they contained themselves. The, this little small group was disruptive towards everybody else. They hung out with themselves. They didn't interact, interact with other individuals. They were self-centered. They were self-absorbed. And they weren't even aware that their behavior was not inclusive. It was clicky. It was uh, arrogant. It was self-centered. And so, yes, I'm ranting because I just don't want you to be one of these individuals. The other thing that I really noticed is that when we have low self-esteem, and I've mentioned I've done a program on our self-worth inventory, or we're just not conscious or aware, you know, we, I know we are inherently self-centered. I can be that same way. I don't deny that I haven't screwed up. I, I have many, many times. But one of the things that happens is that 
when we reach other people or interact with other people, Dale Carnegie said it best, how to win friends and influence people is by focusing on them, not us. I want you to think about this week. I want you to think about this month. I want you to think about this year. When you interact with somebody, and here's a little game that I want you to play. I want you to go into a social situation in the next week, in the next month, and I don't want you to talk about yourself at all except for when you're asked a question. I don't want you to share who you are. You know, and here's the, the concept is stealing a story. This is social, this is emotional intelligence like 101, where a lot of times somebody says, well, listen, uh, you know, my grandchild was, oh, I have a grandchild as well, and I have four of them, and I was hanging out with them. Hang on, no, no, no. They were talking about their grandchild. Your grandchild should not come into this conversation. You are stealing their story. You can have this conversation where you're with somebody, listen, we just came back from Hawaii. Oh, I've been to Hawaii seven times. And then you go on about all the places that you stayed, all the places that you saw. Shut up. Just say, well, where did you stay? Oh, I've been there before. So you can just transition to that and said, and did you enjoy it? What did you do while you're there? Did you go with somebody? The key around emotional intelligence and emotional quotient and self-awareness is that you keep focusing on that other person. If you want to build relationships, if you want to be likable, if you want to be liked, if you want to build credibility, it's really about getting you out of the way. The other thing that around social etiquette, you know, we were at the dinner not that long ago, and this person would never, would not refuse to put their phone down. The, what they're saying is the relationships at the table are more important or less important than who I have on the phone. You know what? If you're addicted to your phone, put the phones away. Set a, uh, if you're going out with friends or family, Set the policy. Put the phones away. Leave them in your cars. You can live without them for a couple of minutes. And this idea, this social etiquette that, that uh, you are really dishonoring, dissing, being disrespectful to the individuals in the room with you. I know I said I would rant. I said I would rave. But just pay attention. And here's the other one. Here's what's really interesting. Some people are really not even conscious that they're unconscious. So we need to call people out. We need to take them on. So listen, put your phone away. If you want to be at this dinner, then uh, the deal is with this family, kids, whatever it is, phones go away. Now, I'm bad with that too. I take the phone, I put it on the table. The research shows is that if you put the phone on the table, you're actually still, it still becomes an attention item. Now, I sometimes do that because I don't have jacket pockets, but really technically I should be leaving that phone in the car if I'm taking my own advice. My point being is that you would uh, defer to the relationships that are in front of you rather than having these situations where you are using the phone or media and you're not really showing a high level of emotional quotient. Now, remember what I said, 90% of top performers have high EQ, EI, or self-awareness. So these things are very, very critical. The other thing that is very, very important is can you learn to ask questions? One of the games that uh, my wife and I have played 
And it's really just more of a mental game. Nobody knows that we're doing it. We'll go into a situation, a dinner. Uh, now, sometimes our really close friends, of course, that's interactive. It flows. But we might go to an event where we're maybe not all that well-known. Our game was is to go all evening without saying anything about ourselves, and and not from a um, disingenuous, but to 100% focus on the people that are there. So your emotional intelligence, your emotional quotient, your self-awareness is have you learned the skills of asking questions, questions that are natural, questions that flow, questions that have a sincere and authentic and genuine taste to them as far as how I'm interacting with that individual. So somebody, let's say somebody comes in for a job interview and they start talking about somebody. I've seen people in job interviews where all of a sudden the person who's interviewing starts going on and on about their thing when they're supposed to be asking questions. So I said, what, what's that about? They, they're like not connected at all. They're not awake that they are uh, incompetent in asking questions. So can we go, can you go to an event and just be keen at asking questions? Never. Uh, now, if somebody says, well, Ken, what do you do? I remember going to actually a family event a couple of weeks ago. And I was able, somebody knew that we uh, met with a friend of a friend of the family. And uh, we were able to, for the better part of two hours, uh, have the conversation where 95% was focused on that other person, what they did, how they did it, how long, how long did they know that person, uh, did they like their job, uh, where, where did they go, this was an individual who was a trucker, I said, okay, and do you appreciate that, and, and then he was talking about an accident, I said, where'd that happen, and so uh, all of that consumed nearly two hours. And I think somewhere along the way, he asked, he said, what do you do? And we responded, and then we moved back to a question to them. You know, how to win friends and influence people is really about learning and caring about others first. It's the opposite of not being self-centered. And it's, it just shocks me when you have, you know, MCs, professionally paid, who actually don't know that the event is not about them. It is about the people that they're serving. It's about the grads at the event. It's not about them. So when we think about, when you think about going forward, are you paying attention to others? Are you shutting up and listening? It, the key is listening. Now, here are some other emotional intelligence quotient self-awareness things that I just want to encourage you as we go through this shorter podcast. I wanted to be punchy. I wanted to be aggressive for a reason is that if I wanted to be likable, if I want to influence others, if I want to have credibility, then I need to get out of self and stop being self-centered. Stop being me. You know, if you're in a clique, if you're in your group, call out your group. Say, no, no, no. Let's mix it up this time. Go meet those other individuals. Uh, if you're social etiquette, you know, stop being on that phone. Put it away if you want to be likable. And if you don't put it away, you know what? People are in their hearts and in their minds saying, you know what? Uh, you are not appreciated for what you're doing there, even if they don't say anything. One of the skills that we teach in the leadership skills inventory, the first two skills is around being grounded and centered. If you're going to have emotional quotient in intelligence and self-awareness, you actually have to be here now. 
that means you're not in the past, you're not in the future, you're not thinking about something else. And I know I can kind of get squirrely and shiny objects once in a while. But can I actually focus on that person? Can I actually be here? And grounded and centered meaning, can I actually be mindful and take and be intentional to put my attention on you right now, paying attention to how you're saying things, what you're saying, and then I will have a natural question that will flow out of our interaction, which will be focused on you, not on myself. The other one that we want to do, if we're going to be a likable, if I'm going to develop emotional intelligence and credibility with others, you know, we talk about not taking things personally. One of the skills we teach in the Personal Style Indicator Workshop is in my book, Why Are Tomorrow Like Me, in the book, Deliberate Leadership, is the skill of suspending. You know, so suspending means that I don't take things personally. I get out of the way. I move and remove my agenda. I remove my um, framework, and I go into neutral because you're more important than my agenda. You're more important than what I want. And so suspending is a skill, it's a muscle that each of us can develop over time. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying that it's important. The other thing that if I'm going to be likable, if I'm going to uh, build sort of this emotional quotient, now this is to your side, so I'm shifting a little bit in our conversation, is that you need to set your own boundaries. You know, if you're around a bunch of self-centered individuals who really don't have social etiquette, but really are full of themselves, then you need to set your own boundaries and get new friends to shift. You need to learn how to say no so that you're not doing stuff that you are negative about. Uh, you also need to say no and to limit your exposure to toxic people. Because interesting enough, if you're hanging around negative individuals or negative people, and you don't set up boundaries around that, then that's going to drag down your emotional intelligence or at least your ability to implement what you already know because that negative energy is going to drain you. So think about that. Now, there's another one, and I know that my family challenges me because sometimes I can be very intense in I'm thinking. I'm thinking deeply, and I'm not uh, angry. I'm not mad. But one of the other recommendations, which is very, very simple, is could you just smile, please? Do you imagine if you went to the counter and customer service and everybody just smiled? There was a research study done of phone sales consultants or customer service people. They would put a mirror in front of the phone. And when they had the mirror in front of the phone and they looked and they smiled, their impact and their effectiveness nearly doubled. Just by smiling, because there's a different energy that comes over your body by just doing that as part of that uh, process. You know, when we think about and when I'm just going to wrap this up here in a, in, in a few minutes. Is I started this rant because I was just so disappointed in the fact that people's lack of emotional intelligence and emotions and lack of self-awareness was actually negatively affecting numerous people without them even being conscious about it. Their impact was destructive to other people. So a lot of times says, well, you just need to leave them alone, Ken. They're just kind of doing their own thing. If their own thing 
which is this MC of the, these MCs of the wedding, who really were like it was a frat party in a mixed wedding, and they were just completely, uh, quite frankly, it was disgusting. Is uh, you know what? That is not okay. And we need to call people out. It was interesting, uh, not that long ago, where um, individuals, two or three individuals came to me and said, you know what, I wanted to say something, but I didn't. So where is it that we lose our boldness? Where is it that we become compliant? When we see something that is inappropriate or incorrect, let's call it out. Let's be brave. Let's be bold. Let's not be rude. Let's not be inappropriate. But on the other hand, is just letting it go and have everybody be miserable. I was really shocked that the principal at the school with the grad after four, with 400 people didn't get up and call it out. I almost did, but I was just a parent. It was really not my role. But I even make this statement to myself. is call people out. Call them out on their fact that, you know what? You are not connected here. Do you know what your behavior is doing as far as eroding other individuals? Now, do it uh, you know, sanely. Do it respectfully. Do it with love. Do it with care. But you know what? People need to know. And if they don't know that they don't know, there's no possibility that they are going to shift their behavior. So this week, this month, I want you to pay attention to your interactions. You're going to get into a conversation with others and you're not going to talk about yourself. You are going to focus on those individuals. You're not going to steal their story. You're going to be appropriate. You're going to be sincere. You're going to learn how to ask questions of those individuals. Go make that game. Go to an event somewhere in the next month where you do not share anything about yourself unless you are asked. You continue to go deeper in the relationship of that individuals over there and watch what it does to building relationships. Watch does it, what it does to your effectiveness with others. Think about this at work. Remember, 90% of high performers have this capability, have this skill. So there's not, there's very low odds, one out of 10, that you're going to make it to the top without this stuff. This applies to everything. A lot of times it's not what you do in your job, it's how you do it. It's the interaction with others. It is your respect towards others. Okay? Think about it. And I know I ranted today. I just, I had to get it off my chest. I thank you for listening. Think about it for yourself. And when you see it, call it out. You know what? If we do this, then it goes way back to Dale Carnegie's book, which is I think has been out for 50 years. I don't have mine right in front of me right now. But nearly 50 years, how to win friends and influence people, it is about focusing on them. And if you do that, then you will, if you focus on what they want, you will get what you want, not from a manipulation point of view, but from building a relationship, building something that's important to them. And so think about that. And if you want to access any one of our tools for you to be aware of your personal style and how it shows up in your values or your self-worth and your confidence or your wellness, then please participate in there. If you like what we're doing here on Secrets of Success, then as we do each week, we just ask you that could you share it? Could you pass it on? Could you give us some comments in other SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher or whatever format that you are listening to this podcast? And as always, I thank you for spending the most valuable thing that you have with us, and that's your time. Thank you for listening to Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host. 
Dr. Ken Keith. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.